This is Property Today on the Agenda. With Morass and Dubai Properties. For the most extensive real estate portfolio in Dubai, choose Morass and Dubai Properties. Hello there and thank you for downloading this Property Today podcast from the 19th of December. Now, of course, this show is our opportunity to focus on all the real estate stories making the headlines over the last week. And as ever, I was joined by the famous Mohanad Al-Wadir, the wolf of real estate, who took your questions and also explained exactly what you can do if your landlord suddenly hikes your rent. Plus, we found out exactly what's going on in Hatta with a local member of the youth council there, Mohamed Khalifa. Of course, Hatta has had top billing in the Vision 2040 plan for Dubai. Lots of exciting projects happening there. Mohamed Khalifa gave us the lowdown on what's already being built. Plus, as the southern area of La Mer is demolished, Mohamed Awadir gave us all his views on what's likely to appear there next. This is Property Today on the Agenda. With Morass and Dubai Properties. For the most extensive real estate portfolio in Dubai, choose Morass and Dubai Properties. As ever, I'm joined in the studio by Mohamed Awadir, the wolf of real estate. Good morning. Good morning, Georgia. Hello, hello. What How a beautiful you? way to start the week. It is such a gorgeous day today as well, yeah. actually. I came um, out. Winter amazing. is here, yes. finally. With a Christmas uh, flair to Christmas it. Christmas flair. <laughs> yeah, in fact, I did uh, I did a pretend Christmas day yesterday because oh, my family are amazing. in town. <laughs> Cooked a turkey. I'm very proud of myself. Wow. Uh, but yeah, it's been a busy old week in real estate. So many announcements have come out. Uh, not least, there was big talk again about the Vision 2040 plan for Dubai. Yep. Uh, I'm desperate to get your comments on that because I'm very interested to hear your views essentially about how uh, well I suppose it, they, it was the second phase of the announcement wasn't it? Uh, it's more of a refresher highlighting some of the beautiful aspects of this promising uh, urban plan and it's just good news people are uh, and you know I think the timing was very smart because everybody is wondering whether the momentum will continue for the next year and the year to follow And I think it will. And if people are in doubt, please go online and check and read about the Dubai Urban Plan. It has a lot of promising factors, a lot of uh, sustainable uh, concepts that will be introduced. A lot of recreational green areas will be introduced. Um, uh, Population growth going up to almost 5.8 million uh, people going up from 3.5 to 5.8, which means more demand for homes, for tenants, for buyers. So it's a very as always, very well-timed story uh, to give assurance to people who are in doubt about, you know, the promising future of the Dubai real estate markets. Well, do you know, I was actually, I drove out to the desert yesterday afternoon uh, with my family because, you know, once you've done the Christmas dinner, it's only, you need to walk it off in some way. So we went um, and and sort of gallivanted around the sand dunes. And as you're driving out on that desert road towards the bike track, there are all these communities on either side. And I said to my sister, look, when they built that, everyone was like, why are they building that? No one's going to live there. And then we got to Town Square, even further out, I was like, well, we had no idea why they built that. We were all like, no one's going to live there. And then, and it's full. And, 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 and it has become one of the most sought after communities in Dubai. I think the whole of Dubai land, yeah. uh, and big shout to Dubai Properties, the master developer of Dubai land. They've done a remarkable jo- job in creating very nice communities that really fulfill the needs of, you know, different demographics. People who are looking for affordable yet um, fulfilling communities. Yeah. Uh, you have Mudun uh, there as one of the best and communities. And Mira on the left. I uh, saw it. Yes, Mira as yeah. well as there. You have uh, 
Villanova, you have a lot of uh, the villa projects, you know, a lot of beautiful communities, Arabian ranches, uh, Motor City, a lot of communities that are full of life. They have their own unique positioning and they are still surprisingly uh, affordable, especially if you compare it to other global cities. Uh, yes. You know, Dubai is still offers a lot of opportunities for people who want to come live here and enjoy everything that this beautiful city has to offer. Yeah, I mean, the funny thing is, is that one of the things in the 2040 plan uh, that was the sort of top line that most people pulled out was this idea that uh, Dubai would be a 20-minute city. And of course, those communities further out into the desert, they are their own 20-minute cities in in many ways because you have a supermarket on site, you have entertainment on site, there's swimming pools, playgrounds, schools, hospitals. So within those little communities, pools of community you are having your 20 minutes pedestrianized city definitely and part of the master plan or the urban plan for 2040 the, the, one, one of the main outcomes was to create a lot of green corridors to connect all of these communities with a lot of pedestrian uh, you know channels for people mm-hmm. who can use bicycles uh, sustainable mobility means so it's great news because mm. a lot of cities were criticized for being car uh, built for cars yeah and, and now we're seeing Dubai moving to a human scale. You know, everything is becoming more about pedestrians, which is really, really interesting. If you look, for example, at uh, downtown, if you look, you see everything connected. All the buildings have, you know, connections now yeah, to the mall, to the metro. And this is where Dubai is heading. You know, you, yeah. you, you, people are going to enjoy it more and more. And this is what the Dubai... 2040 urban plan is promising. Yeah, and it does need to, it, it, there were changes were needed because I remember eight years ago I arrived and we were staying at, um, oh gosh, what was it? it it's like a, a hotel opposite Dubai Mall, but it might as well have been in Timbuktu compared to Dubai Mall <laughs> because it was September. I had a newborn baby and I could not figure out how to walk the, no doubt, 100 yards from my hotel that I was staying in over to Dubai Mall. Yeah, and you that could see was, it, but you cannot get to it. Yes, exactly. Now this is changing. Everything yeah. is all about connectivity. And, yeah. and the urban plan, one of the key outcomes of it is making sure that everything becomes connected and it's pedestrian friendly. It's absolutely fascinating. So that is so that's the story looking into the future and for things that are being developed and the progress that's being made. What's also interesting though is that this week we had a fascinating story which you and I have talked about off air in the past, which was La Mer. Yes. Because of course it's all changed there. So um now the Business Breakfast team spoke to Shahram Shamsahi. Now he's the CEO of Merrick's investment group who run the area, and he explained uh, what's going on there uh, at the moment, if you were wondering. If you go to La Mer today, the north is still open, is trading. A portion of it, which we call South La Mer, um, which is going through a what we call an enhancement of the site, um, a branding of J1 Beach. And uh, we hope to get back up and running by next December. Okay, so not only that, he also suggested that uh, in, in the redevelopment, that maybe there might be a residential component. We have quite a bit of residential development around us already in uh, Sur La Mer, Porto La Mer. Um, so it's, it's an entire community. Um, there's obviously there's more of it happening uh, on the southern side of the site. Uh, you know, we don't own those plots of land, but there's other developers who are developing residential. Yeah. So he said residential yeah, I, I mean, that didn't sound like he was nailing his colours to the wall, I have to say. Uh, but it is interesting how uh, clearly La Mer wasn't working in its, uh, at least the south area, wasn't working for uh, them. So they've, they've, they've changed it up. As he mentioned, it's an enhancement, which is something natural to happen. And 
honestly, it takes a lot of um, strategic planning and guts to actually go through something yeah. like this. So, uh, and I'm sure Miras knows what they're doing. And it also ties back to what we're talking about. The urban plan for 2040 promises to increase the length of public beaches by 400%. So I'm sure they're actually doing this to accommodate also the vision and, uh, you know, what the plan is promising. But again, the demand for residential properties has increased, especially premium properties. So I'm not surprised that they're doing this as well because they're seeing the demand and Mm. they're trying to fulfill that demand or make sure they capture the demand with the right product. Yeah, I mean, if you can make better money out of residential properties than commercial properties, then why not, you know, seize the initiative while you can? Do you know, I've always always wondered about commercial versus residential. Is it true that while one is up, the other tends to be down? No, not really. I always say for you to have a very healthy residential sector, you also need to have a very strong uh, commercial sector because people love to work close to where they, uh, you know, live close to where they work. And whenever you have a pumping commercial heart, you you find a lot of residential communities built around it. That's what downtowns are all about. Um, So they're linked, but they're also, each one of them has its own dynamics. They can be impacted by um, um, financial crises or, uh, um, uh, you know, a pandemic made people stay at home and abandon their offices. Yeah. Uh, you know, the whole hashtag of work from home, stay at yeah. home affected a lot the, the commercial sector. So they're vulnerable in their own way. They have their own dynamics, but they work together, you know, and in, in, in neutral, healthy environments. Interesting stuff. Very interesting. Uh, and, and I remember last week we spoke about the ridiculous uh, situation that we're in now with office space, where Correct. there is no office space and what's available is incredibly expensive. And, and this is the, the outcome of uh, a lot of developers shying away from developing commercial spaces, especially offices, since the infamous economic crisis of 2008. The, the, the commercial sector was affected the most. So most developers were shying away from developing more or introducing more projects. And they focused on residential and retail projects. And now suddenly, everybody's coming back. Dubai is witnessing a great economical you know, uh, recovery and a very healthy wave of uh, promising future. And we're seeing a lot of companies coming yeah. uh, coming out. So they need offices. They need offices. Yeah. And there are there are none to <laughs> the, be had. The so supply good building. is limited. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely fascinating. As ever, uh, fantastic to get Mohanad Awadir's insights and analysis into uh, some of the top uh, property stories that have been crossing our desk over the last few days. Up next, we're going to continue our conversation about Vision 2040, uh, focusing in particular on Hatta, uh, because, of course, that's been mentioned in some detail. Uh, you know, they're, they're building on the progress there that's also been made in the last uh, few years. They've announced a series of projects, the government, including bike tracks, improved transport links, a souk, and even an inland beach project, which sounds fascinating. Yeah, and it was mentioned in the original uh, urban plan that Hatta will be integrated as part of the development of this uh, plan. Fantastic. This is Property Today on the Agenda. With Morass and Dubai Properties. For the most extensive real estate portfolio in Dubai, choose Morass and Dubai Properties. One of the biggest real estate stories of the last six months, which broke last week as the Dubai government revealed an updated version of the 2040 Urban Master Plan for the Emirate. Now, this second phase includes 10 key initiatives. It focuses on real estate development, sustainability, pedestrianisation, urban farming and protecting heritage. Plans were also announced uh, to turn Dubai into a 20-minute pedestrian-friendly city. But a strategy was also revealed for Hatta, building on the progress that's already been made. 
made in the last few years. Now, a series of projects, including bike tracks, improved transport links, a souk and an inland beach project are all set to be developed. Uh, Mahanad, this sounds super interesting and, 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 and it shows that the UAE isn't just developing its key cities, it's also developing its satellite cities. Yeah, but look, Hatta has always been so dear to everybody who lives in Dubai, the whole UAE. It's a beautiful getaway uh, you know, destination and it, it has a very unique uh, nature, natural setup. So it's very exciting to see that it's getting its share of, you know, the urban planning as it's well. It's getting its share of the love. <laughs> <laughs> of the love. So I'm excited to hear more about it uh, yes. and what's going to happen there. Yeah, and we're joined now on the line uh, by uh, Mohammed Khalifa. Now, he's a Hatta native and a local businessman who runs the Hatta Wild Cafe and Hubbers Bike and Adventures shop in the area. He's also on the Youth Council and the Traders Council for Hatta. How are you, Mohammed? Lovely to speak to you. Hi, Georgia. How are you? And how's my voice? Uh, your voice is it's sounding great. Very clear and yeah. very full of uh, passion. <laughs> as as, as Mohammed already mentioned, or Mohammed, that Hatta is very, uh, very unique, and we can we can mention a lot of things in that way. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, the the development has already started, hasn't it? There was a big focus about two years ago, wasn't there? And um, and to a certain extent, much of the bike tracks, which of course are key to your business, have already been built. Yes, exactly. The, 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 the master plan actually to start in 2016 and then have paces within. Uh, but the last, uh, the last completed uh, project, it's totally elevate Hatta from different level to totally next level. The things in Hatta is uh, to implement these ideas. It came from Hatta community itself. Mm-hmm. Like the Supreme Committee, they... They take over of Hatta community to 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 shows what they can do in the master plan and oversee developments of Hatta, and uh, they they build the souk. For example, all the opportunity in this souk will be exclusive to Hatta community. So that's make Hatta totally in in, in different uh, concept. It's uh, derived by Hatta youth and Hatta community. This is uh, one of more exciting things in Hatta that the, the bike mobility track. This is uh, something we was requested and asked for it since long time, and we are so happy to see it now. Uh, that's make Hatta a sustainable uh, map. You know, there is the mobility track, and there is uh, Hatta oxygen plant to plant more than 100,000 trees in Hatta. Uh, Hatta Villas was working in solar system. So imagine all of these elements make Hatta community and Hatta visitors in different experience. This is amazing news, Mohammed. So yeah. w- what can you tell all the listeners? What can they expect, uh, you know, uh, when the plan is fully completed? And what's the part you personally is very excited about? From from my side, the bike is my passion. <laughs> And um, we are located in Hatta Wadi Hub, which is the center of Hatta Trails mountain bike. Um, we will not go very deep in only the mountain bike, but um, I believe that the humanity need to run away sometimes from cities to be an outdoor atmosphere. Definitely. And there, Hatta has become the top destination for, for such of these outdoor experience. I'm very intrigued by the idea of this inland beach because I suppose uh, it means that Hatta will have everything on offer, not just the mountains and the countryside, but you'll also uh, be able to go for a swim. Yeah. 
Yes, because the idea is it want to serve Hatta to be a destination for the whole year, in summers and in winters. So when it came in summer, totally, as everyone knows that um, the water sport is becoming the top in the summer. So we are so happy uh, to see such of these projects, and we are very excited to see the complete master plan of Hatta. And as far as the uh, as far as looking ahead for this season, what can people get up to if they wanted to to visit you this literally in the next few weeks over the Christmas holidays? Um, and one of the major events that it will start end of this month will be uh, we called it uh, Hatta uh, Hatta Night Ceremony, or um, uh, it's uh, it's located in Hatta Heritage Village. Uh, it's it will it will be very very interesting for the people. Um, the weather now it's get much much better, so that's even uh, make make all the visitors go and walk outside in the farm path and the hiking, biking, kayaking. Uh, and we invite all people to come and try Hatta. Uh, moreover, we um, we ask from all Hatta communities to take this opportunity. Um, uh, all of these projects it shows the the attentions and interesting of Hatta in future. So I consider myself very lucky to start since 2018 in Hatta Wadi Hub. Uh, and from your uh, from your channel, we invite all uh, Hatta youth and Hatta community to share, uh, implement the ideas of the master master plan of Hatta because this is the concept. That uh, it's, itself is a unique. Uh, the, the destination is built by by uh, by the people of that destination. Um, Hamad, thank you very much. This is very exciting. When do you expect the full plan to be fulfilled or completed? Is there like a deadline? Uh, there is no uh, according to my knowledge. There is no deadline. But the, the things that sometimes they they advance the ideas. Mm-hmm. And that's that's really really uh, advanced or advantage that sometimes they modify the idea, and other ideas that get developed or shaped to be uh, better to fit uh, more higher purpose. I love the idea that the community are getting involved and basically are being uh, are being brought along or, or lifting up these plans. Is the general vibe amongst Hatta residents that that you're ready to welcome tourists? Because sometimes, you know, when I grow up in the United Kingdom, and certainly I know that, for example, the residents of Venice have got a bit fed up with the number of tourists, the tourist hordes invading their community. Is, is there a, a sort of very welcoming vibe at Hatta? You want people to come. You want to grow the, the grow the tourism economy. Yes, and when we speak about this uh, about this uh, field, and we we are so grateful to Dubai Holding because Dubai Holding, one of the company they started uh, build Hatta Wadi Hub, and they have more than fifty three uh, project from Hatta people. So imagine fifty three board member only in Hatta Wadi Hub. So so grateful to the to Dubai Holding. This is very amazing. I have one last question, Mohammed, from my side. Hatta uh, uh, is an amazing place for families or for youth or for both. And what, what do you think uh, you can tell families? I mean, is it a one-day trip uh, or they can spend a weekend or maybe a whole week? What would you say to the listeners about this? When it's come to the segments or the target, the families are our first priorities. Excellent. Even in, uh, in, in, in our place, for example, we called Haber Juniors. We designed a new trail <laughs> only for the families who was from 8 to 13 years old. Um, 
regard the um, you know I had to have a lot of options for staying for two na- for two days or one night to yeah. have a, a wild outdoor camping to have a protected and secured indoor uh, camping in Hatta Wadi Hab. Um, moreover, the options of uh, Dumani Lodge, uh, Cedar Trailers, all the Dubai holding units, the Dome Park, the Caravan Park, also we have the JA Hatta uh, Fort Hotel. Yeah. So um, I think it, it's deserved more than one day and we will leave the judge for the visitors. I guess. <laughs> Fantastic to hear from you, Mohammed. Thank you so much for your time. You're such a good advocate for your, your own personal area. And certainly I would recommend people head to Hatta Wild Cafe and Hubba's Bike and Adventure Shop in the area. Mohammed uh, Khalifa there, uh, Hatta native, also on the Youth Council and the Traders Council for the area. This is Property Today on the Agenda. With Morass and Dubai Properties. For the most extensive real estate portfolio in Dubai, choose Morass and Dubai Properties. Hello there. Welcome back to Property. Today, is our, it is our real estate special. We do it every single Monday from 11 till 12. And every single Monday, uh, um, so far at least. But next week, we're doing it on a Thursday. Shh. <laughs> Shh. That's true. That is the exception that proves yeah. the rule. It's, That's very it's, true. It's because of the festivities. So we're it is. <laughs> it is because of the festivities. Because Monday, I, lots of people who celebrate Christmas are yeah. taking Monday uh, off. We want to give them a break from us. So we'll do it on Thursday. Thursday instead. And it should be very Sunday. And do you know what? It won't be with me either. Oh, no yeah, way. No, you're going to get uh, Tom Urquhart, who is going to be stepping down from the business breakfast show for a week uh, to uh, do the agenda it it, it is actually his original birthplace that sounds very odd he used to used to have the agenda and then he moved up to the business breakfast show so i'm sure will be a very good episode you'll have a fantastic time you'll be missed but we'll we'll cover i'll make sure i miss i'll send in a few (laughs) messages just to remind you i still exist i'll be asking i'll be like mohanad what do i do about this um uh, but i will keep it to property i promise you usually do that off air all the time so it's okay yeah yeah, that's true that's true Uh, okay for the next few minutes we are going to actually first of all it is your chance to get free advice a bit like me you can text mohanad via us. So if you text 4001 or message on 048715500, that's the WhatsApp. He will answer any question you like. So far, and I've been doing this for about three months with him now, maybe four, maybe five. So far, we haven't found a single question he won't answer. Not one. So I put you to the test. This is your opportunity to put him up against the wall, ask him anything you like, uh, and let's let's try it out. Uh, But yes, until those questions come through, lots have already, but until you know, in the next segment, we're going to answer the questions. Sure. For the next few minutes, we're going to focus on the problems of rents rising and landlords looking to take advantage of that. And and I think this is a very important topic because, as you mentioned, it's become a trend. Yeah. The Dubai property market has been going through a very noticeable, you know, uh, uh, positive phase. Prices are going up, uh, records uh, being broken every other month. And that's actually making a lot of landlords uh, recalculate things and they, you know, they're trying to increase rents as well. Understandably, but, in many ways, yeah. but also sometimes they're asking for more than they're allowed to. Exactly. And that's what we want to talk about. Uh, in fact, I wanted to pick this topic uh, today, which is all about the Rental Dispute Center, because a lot of people, when they're facing you know, challenges or disputes with their uh, tenants or landlords, both sides, they don't know where to go. And some of them start threatening. I've heard this a lot. People saying, I'm going to go to the police. I'm going to go to RERA. I'm going to go to Dubai Land Department. Well, guess what? The right place to go to if you have a rental dispute is the Dubai Rental Dispute Center, which is part of the Dubai Land Department. 
um, and it was established in 2013 with a decree from His Highness, Decree 26 of 2013. And the beautiful thing about this center is that it's managed by professional judges and staff that have legal experience. It's not just about people who are, you know, working in admin or government positions. No, they actually came from the courts with legal backgrounds and they had a very extensive training about the laws, regulations. They have a full uh, system in place. They have five different uh, departments, um, the, uh, a central support department to support in, in terms of setting the right legal frameworks. Uh, looking at the laws, we currently have two rental laws, law 26 of 2007 and law 33 of 2008. But they actually play a greater role in actually looking at the new laws and vetting it and making sure that the market is operated in a very healthy manner. And this is very important for everybody who's listening because you're either um, a tenant, so you need to know your rights. You're either a landlord, so you need to know your rights and obligations. Or you're somebody who's considering to buy a property as an investment and you need to also know if the, you, there is the right legal framework to protect your interest. So the first department is that. Then they have a department which is so cool because it's all about, uh, you know, uh, conciliation and arbitration. So if you ever have a dispute, you go first to that department. They try to resolve things uh, without having to file a case in 15 days as per the decree. The, the decree. And then after that, if the, the two parties did not agree, it has to go to um, the primary or the initial court, we call it, where the judges will look into the case and they have to give a verdict within a maximum of 30 days. That's how the decree uh, you know, described it. Uh, in very exceptional cases, it can go to appeal and appeal has its own uh, criteria uh, for, for a case to qualify to go to appeal. Okay. Um, so, for example, it has to be greater than, for example, 100,000 dirhams and it has to be justified uh, to, to go to an appeal. Otherwise, you know, the, the, the decision is final. And the last department they have is the execution department, where if you get any verdict, then you go to that department and they execute it, whether it's an eviction, whether it's enforcing uh, the current rent to stay as is or a rent increase. So that's where they actually execute all the verdicts that they get out of it. Um, I have to say that since 2013, I've been working pre the rent dispute center and after the rent dispute center era. And things have changed dramatically. They've done a remarkable job and they're all about innovation. So they've been working very hard on introducing a lot of new um, uh, tools that can make things much easier and faster for both parties, tenants or landlords. And that's fantastic because it reduces the anxiety of someone entering into this process because ultimately it can be quite scary if you're an expat in the country and maybe your landlord is somebody who's quite powerful and based in the country. Yeah. It can be quite scary to go up against them even if you know you're in the right. It can still be nerve-wracking and expensive potentially. 100%. It's one of the key reasons why the Dubai property market has become more uh, interesting for global investors because they know that they have uh, a, a, the right system in place to protect their investment and it reduces any anxiety or any issues they fear about. Even people moving here to live here, they know that they are protected by you know a proper system. Um, I have to say they've been very uh, working very hard in introducing a lot of tools. Uh, they've introduced a lot of firsts uh, at a global level, uh, the smart judge system, uh, They've introduced um, um, also, um, they're actually working on a uh, remote, you know, a, a, um, judging system. So you don't need to go physically in front of the judges. Uh, and that didn't start because of COVID. A lot of people thought it started in 2020. No, they've started it in 2018. 
they're working on an artificial intelligence uh, uh, judging uh, system, which wow. will be the first of its kind in the whole world. We can that's, talk about that's that. That's slightly scary. <laughs> <laughs> but but they've been working so hard on it to get the right simulations in place to make sure that they have the right verdicts. Um, they also have a beautiful side to them. Um, they've created a whole uh, initiative to support people who are not able to pay rent as well as part of the Rent Dispute Center. So they have a committee um, dedicated to helping cases where they really vet it and make sure that these people qualify. And they have had a lot of you know people contributing to this fund or this uh, committee. That's and they look at cases to make sure that even if you're not able to pay rent, part of their job is to uh, make the tough decision of sometimes evicting tenants who are not paying. But on the other hand, they have a committee to help them. To offer support, potentially. Exactly. So, which is Gosh. beautiful. So it's, a, it's not just a, you know, um, the, the committee to handle disputes. It's also a committee with a heart, yeah. which, is, which is very beautiful. Unexpected, to be honest. Yeah. You know, it does, that, that doesn't necessarily always happen with, with government entities. Yeah. That you've got that sort of charitable side to it as well, exactly. potentially. So they have this beautiful side to them, which I really, really like. And uh, yeah, I, I think it's, we're blessed to have such a, you know, a dispute center to regulate the market, to create the right assurance for both parties, landlords and tenants. So as a consequence, if I got a, a sort of a rent review, for example, sure. if I had a rent review, actually our rent re- review this was, was very fair. Yeah, yeah. But if you get an unreasonable rent review, is it the, is, are they the people you go to? You don't say, I'm going to go to RERA. You say, I'm going it, to the rental dispute centre. Center. Yes, and it's very easy because you can reach them remotely, as I mentioned. Yeah, I'm going to look them up now. And And... <laughs> Uh, it's through the app as well, the Dubai Rest app. You can do that. Oh, brilliant. And it's also so easy because Decree 43 of 2013, which was issued the same year when the dispute center was you know, formed, um, governs the relationship when it comes to rent increases. So um, we know it as the rent calculator, Georgia. So you can oh, go yes. to the Dubai Rest, Rest app and just yeah. it takes you less than a minute to fill five fields. Uh, the date of your ex- the expiry of your contract, the location, how many bedrooms, the current trend. Just click and you will find the exact results. And based on that, you will be able to tell your landlord whether he has the right or not. And by the way, if you're still not happy with that, you can still go to the Rent Dispute Center and file a case to dispute that. Um, th- this is how easy it is. It's not just about having the right uh, you know, system in place, but it's also making sure it's so easy to serve, yeah. you know, the, the users of yeah, of so you system. don't get too scared to use it, or people who yeah, I yeah. can I can imagine exactly. Yeah. Fascinating stuff. Uh, well worth downloading the Rest app, so you can check that out. Particularly if you are uh, having issues with your landlord, and I know lots of people are at the moment because, needless to say, landlords have had a, they've had a hard few years to be honest because rents have been you know down quite a lot, and now they're and now they're shooting up. Uh, you so. know, I, I agree with you. I usually try to be neutral because yeah. I I service both sides, the yeah. landlords and the tenants. But yes, since 2020, even before that, landlords have been really taking the beating. Yeah, they haven't, and now they can only put their rent up slowly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so in some ways, you can sort of understand it. But if your landlord's being naughty and trying to put it up more than is, more is allowed, then definitely check out the Rental Disputes Centre. Uh, I've looked it up online, by the way. I think probably the best bet is to go onto the REST app. Yes. I think that's the, the, the clearest. The REST app is the easiest. Fantastic. Yeah, just download that wherever you get your apps. This is Property Today on the Agenda. With Morass and Dubai Properties. For the most extensive real estate portfolio in Dubai, choose Morass and Dubai Properties.
I've got Mohamed Alwadir, the wolf of real estate, in the studio with me. Hello, still Hello, here. Georgia, I'm still here. He is ready, he's primed. We've got a lot of questions to get through, and we're going to run through them very, very quickly. Hem- short and sweet answers. Short and sweet. Well, <laughs> I, I don't know if you're going to go short and sweet with this one, because this is quite complicated. Okay, okay? let's see. Stand by. Hemani says, I've got a question about rental dispute. Mm-hmm. Our landlord wants to increase our rent by 10%, but the rear calculator, calculator says no increase. Mm-hmm. We filed an offer and deposit motion, which was granted favourably by the judge, but denied by the landlord. They cited that they contacted us and we didn't reply. This is not true. I've sent another email to the landlord requesting that he follow the RERA index and he just won't budge. Our contract ends in one month. We still haven't renewed. What can we do? Is a rental dispute the only option? Yes, the answer is they have to go to the rent dispute center. As they mentioned earlier, they have to file and deposit the rent there. And um, whatever the landlord is saying to them that they communicated with them, they didn't respond, is not grounds for uh, imposing an increase on them. In fact, rent contracts are automatically renewed if you know no, none of the two parties agreed to respond on time, which is 90 days before the end of the contract. Um, so I just advise them to go the, to the RDC and deposit the uh, rent there. And that's it. The landlord will just have to go and get they'll it and it'll them. be renewed. Yes, they'll contact them and they will ask him to renew it. Interesting stuff. Okay, now this is from the other viewpoint. Kath is a landlord. Mm-hmm. She says, can I increase the rent every year? Um, yes, if it's within um, the rent decree um, allowance or the index. So she can just go to the rent calculator and she'll find out. But yes, sometimes she can get the rent increase every year. Okay, this person says, Hi, my colleague bought an off-plan property in Dubai. The project never materialised. Mm-hmm. The court case awarded my colleague his investment to be refunded to him, but two years later, he still hasn't received a dirham, despite lodging several complaints. That's from Cathy. They have to go to the property court, to the execution department. They will contact the um, RERA to check on the escrow account if the money is there. And they should release the funds accordingly. Okay, this, uh, I'm not going to name the developer, um, but this developer has made somebody sign a handover document a week ago, but they've still not given me the keys. They are saying that they will give me the keys after two weeks. Where can I go to plead my case? To RERA. And what the developer did is not right. They were not supposed to allow, uh, I mean, also the customer was not supposed to sign before actually receiving the keys. Okay, fantastic. Uh, JC says, can I pay the rent directly to the dispute center? They can deposit it there. And if the uh, tenant is in like in the right position, they will just contact the landlord and ask them to come and receive it. The landlord has the right to refuse that, but then it goes to a case. Okay, Elvis says, uh, what do you think about the Ellington properties as a developer? They're, they're renowned for having very good quality projects. They're a secondary developer, very active, and yeah, they're... They're good. <laughs> okay, last question. Uh, Alison says there's loads of development going on at the roadside near Al Qadra. I saw it too. Yes. Near t- it's just after Town Square yep. on the road heading towards the Damak Hills 2 property. Any Correct. feedback on what's going to be there? Additional road work or is it communities, recreation? Thanks for any info you have. Long time ago, the plan was to build something called Bawadi there, which was an entertainment strip on that road. Uh, the plan changed uh, after the economic crisis of 2008. And Right now, I know there is a lot of demand from developers looking for plots to develop communities there, especially with the huge demand for townhouses and villas. So I would expect, yes, more developments to appear there and it will all be very good. More opportunities. I'm going to slip one last question in. Aya says, is it the right time to buy or rent? I think the question is wrong. Yeah. Uh, The question, actually, I'm fed up with people asking me, should I buy or continue (laughs) to rent? Uh, Very quickly, I would say, 
the right question should be, should you buy to live or buy to invest? So, yes, the answer is definitely buy. If you cannot afford to buy a home to live in it, continue to rent, but buy a property as an investment, a small one that you can afford. Fantastic. Mohanad Awadir, as always. Fan- literally, you run through all of them. Great. hamani uh, uh, <laughs> has got back in touch saying, thank you. Very helpful. So you've helped somebody uh, with their issues. Because these types of things can really upset people. You know, yeah. you've got this hanging over you. It's an expensive problem to have. Uh, Mohanad Awadir, the Wolf of Real Estate, polishing off uh, property today, this week. As he said, it will be back next week for the first time and the last time, probably, on Thursday uh, with Tom Elka, who's <laughs> yes. going to be presenting the agenda next week. But thank you very much for your time. It's thank been a pleasure. You.